Welcome to Predwings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Rhett and Ron White, Buffalo Brian, and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to episode 52 of the Pred Wings Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on our social media Pred Wings Podcast, Facebook, Discord, Twitch. If you're watching us on Twitch, you know that already. And at Pred Wings Pod on Twitter and YouTube. And you can always email at PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, 52, the big 5-2. Oh. Hey, we all yeah, like so your pink hat, by the way. Love the pink. Love the pink hat. Love it. That's great on mine. Well, it suits you well. That one is, though. What do you ex-military? No, they were giving them away Tuesday. Night. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to get into um, I would say we have a beer, I'd say we have a beer league minute, but no, there's no problem. Be, we definitely have a beer league minute. Dan it's, it's is gonna, not. It's gonna be the Ron beer league minute because I That's had right. no game. Dan wasn't uh, there. I was actually at a game, at a real game. Well, yeah, he was at, at a real game. game. Dan was not there, and we almost won. It was a close game. So I, I know. <laughs> so anyway, so we have a new center. We have a new center who scored off a faceoff. Uh, but no, it was, it was an okay game. My my only complaint, and this is anywhere you go, but the they had the other team has a guy that just completely dominates the ice. He, he can. He controls the game. He can go end to end, whatever he wants to do. Um, and it, and it's part, he's a douchebag. I mean, he's he, he he's in a league where people can't even stand up off the ice if they fall. They have to crawl to the bench and pull themselves up. Sticks flying everywhere. But this jack wagon thinks this is an appropriate level to come down. I'm sorry when when you're an athlete like you don't. Tr- you, you, it's hard to lose. You don't want to lose. So it was just, I don't know. I, a guy like this shouldn't even be on the ice. I mean, he just, he, like for me, I get an opportunity to score. As I'm going to take my shot, he just comes in like stealing candy from a baby. Um, so that kind of sucked. But I did have an assist. You know, I finally put some points up, so now I'm one point ahead of D-Law. Um, but I had a, I had a nice... That's because I wasn't there. No, well, yeah, I might not have had any points if you were there. Well, that means I lost my line mate, too. <laughs> no, you didn't lose your line mate. But I did get a point. But that was a beer league minute. That's all I had this week. No D-Law. We almost won. So maybe Dan is a curse. Well, maybe I am. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's I, I, balls. I, we missed you, D-Law. We want I, to come back. I don't, I don't um, Now, if I, I get a point next week, if I get a point next week, you're banned. I don't, you're done. You're I out don't, of team. 
I don't have a beer league minute because we didn't have a game this last Thursday because I still don't know why. I know, I we're going to discuss I, the I, Browns. I heard, I heard because of the St. Patrick's Day, but they also have a golf thing going on this weekend, so but that's, I don't know. I Actually, I'm sorry to break who knows, hey. who knows with that rig, so. Can we, can we break it to you? They actually did have a game on Thursday. Well, our team didn't. <laughs> no, they they did. <laughs> that, that's why they just they told you, no. they just told you D Law that there was no game this week. <laughs> Probably did, but they <laughs> I won three to two. It was I, a great game. I watched the whole I, thing. I'm I like the, sch- like the schedule. There's nothing there. So. I know they they went through hoops to try to hide it from you. Yeah. So. Uh, <sighs> We can jump right into the Sabres recaps, maybe. He doesn't get too pissed off. I'm not even going to look at the screen, so I don't know what the result is from tonight. But <clears throat> We'll start off New York Rangers. UPL gets a start wearing the red and black. 8 one zero record when wearing the red and black this year so far. An obvious high stick on J.J. Paterka right in front of the ref doesn't get called. Definitely a different team playing in this first period than they played in Dallas game, the, you know, blowout game. Boarding penalty also missed on the end boards, 0-0 after one. Going to the second, Skinny buries his 29th on a pass from Bushkin to take a one nothing lead. My boy, Patrick King, gets credit for a goal to make it 1-1. Shot from the corner by, Pat, by P. Kane was uh, deflected off Owen Power's skate. And into the back of the net. Shortly after, Shazerkins tried to pass up the middle of the ice from the corner. Joe's caught it and buried it in the empty net. Problem was, Olsen was changing and on the ice in the ozone, causing the play to be offsides. So once again, Olsen's causing his team to lose. He should be given another minus for that since there was no other scoring until overtime. In overtime, penalty on Darlene as the stick was ripped out of his hands on a hooking, hooking penalty. Puck. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate those. You get your stick near them and they grab it. It should be holding the stick. Holding the stick penalty. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a hook. You're clamping onto it, so I can't. You can't stop me. It could be on any of them. So the funny, it needs to be, it needs to be called. the funny thing on that play, after the uh, puck got cleared from the zone, well, it wasn't, I should say, cleared. The Rangers passed it to the point and it missed their player, so they just gave up on the play. Well, it bounced off the sideboards and it was trickling towards the net. Um, Tage Thompson, very smart move, allowed it to roll, and just before it got... I don't think it was going to go in. It was starting to curl away from the net. Just before, though, uh, the Rangers realized what was going on and ran down and hit the... Or actually, no, Tage hit it, making the whistle go. But that would have been hilarious if they lost the game because they let the puck go in their own net. But uh, and it also it wasted time in the clock, but it didn't matter. And Aaron buries the puck as UPL was out of position, making the first save. Couldn't get back to the make the save. They got one point when they needed to. Not the outcome we needed. That was a correct guess for me. 
Uh, moving on to Toronto. In Toronto, Darlene reported as day-to-day before the game, but is playing. My boy. Alex Suck. I don't remember. He, he's got so many injuries. Um, Tuck returned. But unfortunately, Sammy uh, Samuelson is listed as week to week and will not play. Andy is playing Hashik like again, zero zero after one. Down two nothing in the second period as Toronto player leaves the box. Jack Quinn bats the puck out of midair to bring the Sabers within one two one after two. Sixteen to three shots on goal in favor of Buffalo in the second period. Unfortunately, two of the three went in, and then my boy Tucky tied it up two two. Welcome back, Alex. Tage Thompson with a no-look pass behind his back. I think he was down in the corner to Tuck, who rips it, tips in the pass. Cuzzy makes it 3-2, burying his own rebound. Gergensen takes a high stick on the ensuing power play. Alex Tuck scores his second of the game, 30th of the season. Craig Anderson stopped a 2-on-0 after Riley Stillman fell. Toronto pulls their goalie with four minutes left in the third. William Nylander scored to make it 4-3 with a minute left, but Andy stayed sharp, and the Sabres take the game 4-3 final. So I predicted a loss in that game, but before the game, I told you guys, well, during the very, very beginning of the first period, I told you guys that I wanted to change my pick, but I'm keeping it as a loss, so got that one wrong. <clears throat> Moving on to Washington. Sabres entered play tied with Washington for fourth in the wildcard race, five points behind the Islanders, but have three games in hand. UPL gets the start. Bushkin opens up the scoring with a wrister from the point. Quinn sets up J.J. Paterka for a tip-in to make it 2-0 Buffalo. No call is made when Skinner driven into the Washington net, and the net comes off its pegs. Faceoff then comes outside the zone, making that call that much worse. On the ensuing faceoff, Stillman made contact with a Washington player and was called for interference. Washington scored in a power play to make it 2-1. Jose was an amazing play, faking out the D and burying the wrist or top shelf. Shout out to middle staffers after getting the puck into the zone. Was pressuring for a few minutes before, let, before this, 3-1 after 1. No scoring in the second, still 3-1. Many grade A chances. Washington scores early in the third to make it 3-2. Kurgensen set up by Krebsy from behind the net. Top shelf makes it 4-2. The grade 8, Alex Ovechkin scored to make it 4-3. Uh, Tuck takes a roughing penalty, and Wilson scores to tie it up at 4. But just over a minute left. Horrible, horrible effort to finish off this game. UPL had his stick ripped from his hands just seconds before the goal was scored. Sabres maintain... Possession for the first three minutes of the overtime period, minus like five seconds. The one time Washington got possession because he trips a player behind the net with a minute left, and it gets called. Never mind the tripping and the holding calls that were not called on Washington earlier in the period. Sabres killed the minute off the penalty, and off to a shootout we go. Unfortunately. Washington first shooter scores. Tuck misses on his shot. Washington's second shooter scores. They go up 2-0. Tage Thompson's shot gets poke-checked by the goalie, and Buffalo can only pull one point, allowing Washington to pull ahead in the standings. I said that was going to be a win. It was a loss. So I was 1-3 for on the week. 
And tonight's oh. Philly game, we're not going to get into. Because the last I looked, it was not a pretty sight. We'll go over that next week. Let me talk about the wings. I'll talk about the first two games. I'll talk about the first two games. And then we'll... Oh. Well, I thought I'll do my two wings. Oh. And then okay. I've only got two quick ones. Preds are going to be long, so yeah. we'll go to you last. Uh, so be... No, Preds are going to be long. Oh, yeah, we're going to have live in state, in arena. But, um... Yeah, so Detroit went into Boston, and uh, they they gave up the, you know they gave up the game three to two. I will say this though, I don't know if Boston was taking this as like, hey, I'll take a rest day on Detroit. Um, Main and state. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, you're playing Detroit. I mean, Detroit just sold the house. We're back to square one. It, it feels like again, um, and I, and I I, I don't want to get off topic. But Dan, you're going through it. Brian's already gone through it. He's he's reaping some of the rewards now. But going through that rebuild, and I know Trotz won't do the rebuild thing. He calls it something else. Call it whatever he wants. Call it the Dan plan. Who cares what you call it? It's a rebuild. Yeah, I like but, that. But whatever Dan plan. Um, but the D-Law plan. But Detroit's like it feels like we just we keep selling the house every year. We finally get some veterans. We sell them off, and and, and I understand it. You know, this is a business. We're not trying to, you know, we got to have cap space picks. We got to find those diamonds in the rough and then run with it. Um, but we've been calling guys up and we've been playing, you know, we're playing Boston. So maybe they took the, the night to just say, hey, we're just going to coast here and, you know, see what happens. But the Wings, I thought, played pretty well. I mean, they, they look competitive out there. Andrew Kopp, you know, he, he he's kind of one of those guys. A lot of people hate on him. He's quiet. You don't see what he does. But what people aren't seeing is if if it's a tie game in the third period with two minutes to go, face off, you want nobody other than, than cop to take the face off. I mean he's he's extremely good at taking face offs. Um so I mean I, I know you don't want to pay top dollar for a face off guy, but he's finally starting to you know, I'm not saying he's gonna blow it up, he could be gone in, in a week, who knows? But I feel like he's finally starting to kind of catch his 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 flow here with with Detroit, but he has a nice he has a great takeaway, you know, in in the defensive zone, skates down the ice on a two on one, and he, he just he couldn't have made a better shot on that play, um, you know, but the the nice thing to see is a we're young, and b we were able to compete. And it's nice to not get blown out by, by Boston by five goals. So it was a good competitive game. I thought they had compete throughout. And, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this in the group chat. I've talked to you, D-Law, about it. But they just don't have that goal score. They just don't have those guys on the team that can score goals. Like Buffalo, you've got um, Tuck, you've got Tage Thompson. I mean, you've got guys that are putting pucks in the net. They're just natural goal scorers. Detroit doesn't have that. And the closest thing we had to it is now in St. Louis scoring lots of goals. Um, I know it's a business and everyone's and everyone's praising Iserman. And I don't have my doubts on him yet. But you know it's it's at a point where we can start questioning like what what happened to cause Verana to go off to St. Louis? There was an issue there. I don't know what it is. Nobody might ever know. Um but it just didn't work out. 
you know, so in that game, we took our second goal in the first period. Alex Chason called up from Grand Rapids. You know, he's just an old veteran just getting some time up here. But let me tell you, remember this name. Just remember this name. But he was assisted by Larkin and Perron. And it was just, you know, he's that guy in front of the net that just, he gets those gritty goals. Um, but Boston, Boston's Boston. They're going to score goals. They're going to, when they score one, they score five. I mean, they just, they catch that little bit of, you know, momentum and they just run with it. And I was terrified and I had every right to be because Detroit dropped it three to two. Uh, again, young kids, they just can't finish games. And it's just, it's tough. But the NHL schedule allowed them the very next day at almost the exact same time get a rematch against Boston to see what they could do to, um, you know, get that, you know, get that, get that, that steal it back. So the Bruins come to, to Detroit and um, that guy, Faison, scores the first goal. Another one right in front of the net, just right where he needed to be. And Larkin and Raymond get, get the assist. Um, again, I know he's a veteran. I know he's not a guy that's going to be, he, he's not a part of the rebuild. He'll be down in Grand Rapids in a matter of weeks. But Alex Chason, you know, he's getting an opportunity in the NHL here. And he's making the freaking most of it. And we'll talk about him again, I think, in the next game. So, but he's he's putting himself in positions to score goals. He's a big body. I think he's 6'4", 220 pounds. He just sits in front of the goaltender. And there was, you know, that's just, that's his, that's his office. The highlight of this Boston game, there's two things. First is Detroit handed Boston their biggest, um, spread of the season. So Detroit went up four nothing. As you can see, it didn't end that way, as it was five to three. Um, but they gave they gave Boston a run for their money in this game, and I was terrified throughout the last thirty seconds because Boston can score goals in thirty seconds, goals multiple. Cider, um, you know, he's been. I don't say he's been quiet. He's sophomore year, coming off a Calder Trophy. Um, he does a lot more on the ice than people see, but again, another guy, 6'4", 220 pounds, he showed off his wheels a little bit. He showed that he could skate. So intercepts the pass or intercepts the puck, um, you know, in the de- at the de- defensive line, uh, blue line, takes it in, sweet little backhand, top shelf, you know. So he, he's got that offensive capability when he gets that opportunity. Um, Larkin, you know, captain comes through, gets his goal. He was in a little bit of a drought. Um, Ernie, another guy. I'm big on Ernie. I like him. I know he's a fourth liner, but I, I love the tenacity that he brings to this game. You know, he's not afraid to throw the body. He's not afraid to throw the mitts. I'm not saying he's a great fighter. He's not a Ryan Reed, but he'll, he's a guy that's going to stand up for his teammates. He's a guy that's going to go out there and put everything on the line. And you see that a lot from the fourth liners. And I, I love to see him here. I hope he stays here. Um, but I, and I'm going to get a lot of hate from that from the Wings fans because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like him and think he should be gone. But what we have in our system right now, I think he's one of the top guys out there. I would rather see Ernie well, out there than Zadina. Maybe you're good because I don't think there's any Wings fans watching. Well, there might not be. Um, 
But then the problem is, here's Boston. They come back. They get the next three goals unanswered. And now we're talking about a 4-3 game. And it goes right down to the last minute. And Suter and Larkin set up Andrew Kopp. Again, like I said, he's finding his he's finding his groove here. And but you know, he nuts the he, he seals it off for us, so um so that was that was good. So Detroit comes out with the victory and you know I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna go into the next game, which is Nashville. I'm gonna turn turn the mic over to D Law. We'll talk about your games and then you and I are gonna break down the Wings Predators game together. Yeah, you roll the eyes. Uh, the um, so the Predators, they uh, they continued their road trip. Uh, the L.A. They were at L.A. last Saturday. Um, they ended the Kings winning streak at five. Um, Lankinen got to start on this one. Made twenty six saves. First period, pretty much all the scoring. Uh, Kings got on the board first, but. Oh, he's only got four goals, but it seems like he's always a thorn in the Predators' side. Mikey Anderson. And then uh, Tommy Novak got it tied up on the power play, which is kind of surprising that the power play even scored because the power play, power play is absolutely pathetic. They're 25th in the league at 18%. You said I told you that last week. 18.5%. <laughs> yeah, they just they, they yeah, well, that's but who's it, the, and that's I mean it, I can say that any one of these game recaps, they don't shoot the puck. They just I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're looking for. They just they, they don't even pass the puck that much. They just hold on to the puck or they'll like give it up if they across the blue line or. You know what I saw? What I saw when I watched them is they their puck movement is not great. And it looks and, and I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but they look young. They look young. Like if you watch a Tampa Bay power play, I mean that puck is moving extremely fast all the time. The OC is supposed to be the quarterback in the power play though. Well think about it. You've got Yossi and in in five or four other young guys in front of you. They, they they just have to de- develop a little bit more. So anyway, this game went into a shootout, and Matt Duchesne was the only one to score in the shootout. Um, so you know, Lincoln continues to shine for the for the Predators. Um, so then they move. Uh, well, they didn't have to go too far. They Anaheim, which is basically in the same city. Um, I think it's maybe 20 miles apart or something, not very far. Uh, that was back-to-back. That was the next day. Uh, so they ended up holding on. Um, they won that game 5-4. Uh, to four. That, was an, that was an overtime game. Novak um, uh, continues to shine. You know, Tomasino got another. He scores no Fred's power play. Scores again in this game. I'm not sure how, but it is a dog's. Uh, you know, Novak, you know, nothing. Uh, his, that was his 11. <coughs> I can tie it at two, but then the Preds um, 
they took they, they took over in the third period. Kiefer Sherwood, who got the heat. Of course they did. They 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 they. He got he came from Colorado. I think he's only got two goals, but uh, but then he tried, didn't drop the cup. No, that was Kube Ubel Kube Cup, whatever the heck his name is. So, uh, but Trent scores his tenth, and then um, they 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 gave him a four two lead, but uh, the Ducks tried to come back. Actually, they did. They tied. They came back and tied it. Balls. They uh, gave it out. Like the last three minutes, and. Um, what? And then McTavish scored tied up in the last minute, and then uh, Novak scored in overtime. So that was the uh, that was their final road game, and they you know it was like a six game road trip, one of the longest road trips other than the CMA thing. And so then they return home uh, Tuesday night. Which I was in Nashville for that game. Before we get into this, before we get into this, you gotta tell a little backstory. So, he's out and about, hitting the honky-tonks, living the high life. Oh, Dan? Dan. He doesn't do that. He sends me a text message, and he goes, so let me ask you this. What should I have for a drink? And I said, well, how about this? I said, get a pink panty dropper or an old-fashioned. And he says, I'm being effing serious. Don't be a douchebag. I didn't say that. And I was like, um, but in the text message, that's what he said, almost verbatim. There was an effing and a douchebag. So I said, no, I'm I don't remember being telling you a douchebag. And I was like, I'm, I'm serious. I was like, get a, a freaking old-fashioned and get it. And what did you do? Well, it was an old-fashioned, but it wasn't called that. It was called, because I was at, uh, can I say his name? Yeah, go ahead. Dirk Bentley's bar. Yeah, so he's at Dirk Bentley's bar. So he, it was his play and the old. You should have said bar. You should have said establishment. Do it again. Rewind. Go ahead. Oh, that's, where? That, oh that's what it was. Whiskey. Dirk Bentley whiskey roll. No, he like just. Hey, maybe he'll watch. Maybe he'll be I'm watching. Just kidding. He's a Jets <laughs> fan. Maybe that's he'll watch. Anyway, so wait a what? You're getting off topic of my recaps. <laughs> but, but anyway, I was I'm like, not off. I'm, I'm, I'm like taking my time drinking this. I'm like, this damn, this is pretty good. Thank you. All right, let's break down the game a little bit there, D-Law. I, think uh, uh, I tell you what, that first period went quick. Um, there's yeah. no goals. I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy cow, the first period's over already? Jeez, it just started. <laughs> um, but the friends who, you know, Kiefer Sherwood, uh, he does start, you know, he, again, you know, he scored, that's the second game in a row, and Tommy Novak uh, continues his streak. Um, they built a 2 nothing lead, so I'm sitting there, that was in the third period, I'm sitting there <laughs> kind of worried. It's like, and, and, you know, Saros was playing in, uh, in this game. And then, uh, well, they took up. Sorrow saved their, their behind. Like, yeah. he kept them. He's the only reason they won that game. Like, you realize that, right? Like, in this, I'm not bashing the Predators. Well, they, they had more scoring. They had more scoring. They got a shot. They got a shot. 
How many shots on goal do you well, think they, they had, had in the third period alone? Three. Oh, the Wings held them to only three shots in yeah, the third just period. Scored one of them. Yeah, it was an empty net. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was two oh, or no, nothing. It was two or nothing. You're right. He did. It was a tip in right in front of the net. No, that was a good goal. That was a good goal. But I'm going to say this. I, they, I, were, they were five and one and one in the last seven after <laughs> this game. Yeah, and the Predators, you know, they have guys that can score. They put themselves in position to win this yeah. game. But I will say this. I think Detroit, I, Detroit outplayed them. They, they had more shots on goal. Detroit had more hits. I mean, they, they led almost every single category. They had less giveaways. They had less. They had more takeaways. I mean, Detroit dominated this game. They just and this is a problem that I had and I said it well, earlier. They, Detroit doesn't have natural goal scorers. They don't have guys. Well, they can dominate. Yeah, I mean, the Predators had, had some decent zone time and not just, really, Dan. In the third period, like I told you, they just I couldn't get. Through, they just couldn't get any possession, any zone time, offensive zone time. Well, that is because Detroit overpowered them the entire they got, period. They got that New Jersey left wing lot crap. Well, if you couldn't get possession, then that means you were dominated. Well, I don't want. Well, you're just making. Yeah, but when you say that, it makes you don't it like the word dominated. Yes, Predators were crap, and they don't deserve to win the game. I didn't say that. Um, they put themselves in position to win the game. I just think well, the De- Detroit, that. I mean, Detroit put had, themselves. The good thing they had a two nothing lead, but Saros was the second star. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because he 20, played phenomenal. Twenty nine <coughs> shots on goal. That's not, it's not like he had 30, 60. No, but what what you have to you were there live. Like we were going back and forth the entire game. And what you have to realize is Detroit had better scoring opportunities. Your best scoring opportunities led to goals. Ours did not. That's no, because Soros well, that's they because Soros played well. well. But you, you take well, a shot from the point, you have a deflection in front of the net. That's so a good scoring Uso. opportunity. Uso played Uso didn't good. play bad. Yeah, he didn't play bad. I agree with you. But, he had, but, but most of his shots were coming from the point. There wasn't many slot shots. There, there weren't many shots where I was watching it, and I was like, oh, God, please make this save. I was like, that's a pretty routine save for an NHL goaltender. Like, the Predators, they didn't, like, the the, the few scoring opportunities that they had. Know, the Predators just, they, they, they took too, too many penalties. You know, they had four, they had four penalties in the game. And one was in the third period, which I don't understand. Oh, that's you know, that wasn't much. And that's more. why I say your your power play, your power play is oh, very terrible. Oh, I, I, I think they got like two shots. Terrible. On that. It's not terrible. Oh. One of them in oh, one of the power five? plays, and I texted you this, and you yeah they oh, were, but you texted me. Play. But I texted you and I said, this entire power play that you have, Detroit has been in your zone the entire time. And of course you said no, and I was like, I'm, I'm watching the game. I might be a couple of seconds behind you, 
but I'm watching the game and the Red Wings have been in Nashville zone for at least a minute and 40 seconds on a shorthand. And that's not, I'm not bashing Nashville. They're poorly coached. They've been mismanaged as as an organization. I'm just, but I'm saying as a a coach, but the other thing you have to realize is, is that they're a young team. They've got all these young guys coming up from Milwaukee that are getting some ice time. So it's going to take them time to develop a rhythm and get that connection on the power play. But Detroit, I felt, dominated this game. They just, they, they can't score goals. The only goal was scored by, I told you to remember his name, D-Law. Who was it? Yeah, I know, but it's, you know, it was, it was after, um, it was right after, uh, who was it, took the penalty up. Um, it was Dante Fabro, who probably won't be back with the Nashville down here in uh, next season. Um, well, he looked off for the last few games. I mean, I don't Yeah, but I don't really think it was that much. I mean, it, it was, he was called for roughing. I don't really think. I, I've seen worse roughs not get called than that. Sure, um, of course, but you know, they pretty much with any pretty much with should have killed it off because I'm sitting there watching it and it's happened right in front of me because that's where in the third period where you know I'm in the in the zone where the Predators, uh, you know, the goalie and right about where they came out of the uh, out of the locker room to start the game, uh, so it's their side of the bench. And I swear, it sure looked like there was a goal interference. There wasn't. And I'm going to tell you this. You're lying. It sure looked like interference to me. And I don't know interference, but I just, uh, I don't, I still don't think that should have counted. Well, let me tell you why it should count. I'll tell you two reasons. Because there was, he never made contact with that. the goalie. No, he that. never made contact with the goalie. Never. He never touched Saros. The, the challenge on the play was a kicking. And I can tell you this because I, I actually listened to Nashville's feed. And, and the only reason it is because, quick side story, when I plug my phone into my car, sometimes it breaks up and it, it loses connection. So... I have the Apple CarPlay and it disconnects and then it'll reconnect when it gets the right connection because my charge is all screwed up. And when it reconnects, it goes automatically to Nashville when I, you know, so I didn't, I wasn't able to change the feed. So I was listening to the play on the Detroit feed and they said, yeah, you know, that could go either way for the kicking. So luckily I was at a stop sign, nobody behind me, I'm watching the play and it wasn't a kick. He lifted his foot and turned like he was trying to get out of the way. So, I mean, whether or not he tried to angle the, the kick in, it could have been very well possible. So I could see that. But he turns and he's no, not I was, at the same time. Oh, no, what happened? I want Hell Foot pushed him. Right. How the heck did he score? It went off his foot. So that was Hell the question. Did he him. kick? If Cal Foot didn't push him, it would have went in the net. You're right. So, was it a goal? Was it not a goal? And that was a trade. And that was a trade acquisition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you loved him two days ago. 
two days ago you loved him. Three days ago you didn't even know who he or his dad was. I suppose it doesn't really matter because they won the game, but... Yeah, they did. They they deserved to win. Like I said, they capitalized they missed, on their scoring opportunity. They missed like three opportunities at the now, but that was from their own zone. Well, that's because you got three or four guys that have like their cross-eyed. Or I mean, even you can score on an NHLIs with an empty net. Come on, yeah. See, this is one of those things where like I wish we had like major connections. Because I would love to videotape, you know, let's let's dress Dan and put him out on the ice against five NHLers. I don't even care if they're on the same team. Empty the net and just give him an opportunity from the corner with people attacking him to send the puck down the ice. And I want to pay to see Dan get checked one time open ice. <laughs> oh, God, I'd be dead. He <laughs> so might be, but I don't think that'll happen. That's why I'm willing to, to see if we can make that happen somehow. Yep. Even on the local oh. level. Right, let's work yeah. on the Amherst. Yeah. Working on it right now. Worse, and then it gets worse, you know. You know I, I thought it would get, well, at least it was a win. So it was like three in a row. But congratulations, I'll give you that. And then they play Chicago. Well, I do have to say, I, other than that playoff game I was at, when I'm at, Nash, at Bridgestone Arena, the last six, seven times I've been there for a game, they've won. Other than that playoff game. Now, you had I, mentioned, I, I just I want to say something off. really, really, really quick, and I'll be done. But you made a comment that there was more red than yellow there. Well, I, you know, it, maybe. I mean, and, it, and you know what? Not like Arizona. I don't. I guarantee I mean, you. There was, a, there was quite a bit of yellow, though. But I guarantee you there were a dozen people walking around in Boston Bruins jerseys. They're not even playing either um, team. Actually, I didn't but see any. I would I would guarantee that would be the case. I say that is because you, you also made a comment about, ah, oh, it's not that, it's kind of dead. It's kind of dead. It's kind of dead. And I was watching the Wings game, and Detroit has, you know, at home, their crowd is, I mean, the crowd has dominated the arena. Like, you'll get some cheers for Toronto because they're right there on the border. Um, you know, maybe Chicago even because the rivalry back in the day. But with Boston, who has nothing, when, when Detroit would let up a goal or Boston would score, the whole arena would go nuts. It's like, what a, what a freaking bunch of bandwagoners. What a, they all come out of the woodworks because your team's finally having a good year. Where, where were you five years ago? I hate bandwagon fans. Dan's a bandwagon fan, but I like Dan. <clears throat> okay. No. But anyway, that led into, you know, it just keeps getting worse. You know, that they today at Chicago on Thursday um, at home. Um, and I was watching the game, and it looked like there was a lot of red. Not as much as the Red Wings, but, um, you know, they, the last 10 going into that game, into the Chicago game, they were, were eight, one, and two, and five of them were one goal games. Um, but they just they made Stalock look good. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's in the NHL, but I don't think he's that good of a goalie. I mean, look at look at you know their record. Um, but it, they just I can watch in this game, and all I can see is the young. Just young. They don't. 
I just don't know how to play or something because, you know, the shots, they outshot Chicago in 97 in the first, but at one time uh, they were, they were out shooting 6-2, but they didn't really have any, any chances. Um, but, you know, they, uh, you know, Thomas, you know, had a breakaway and well, missed. Well, it was a save. At least he didn't miss a net. Um, but, you know, Chicago scored in the first period. The only problem is the net was off. And they still counted it. And they actually reviewed a video of this. I don't understand why. But, I mean, it was clear. It was is clear. It, is there a video of this? Um... Yeah, but it's not on our socials. Um, well, we should we should put it up somewhere because I definitely think that this is a uh, you know this is such a controversy to you. I think we should show it to our viewers and let them decide if the net is no goal. I just don't understand because I mean the net was the net was clearly the net was clearly off when they scored. It was kind of like a breakaway, uh, like a two on no breakaway. And uh, looks like uh, it's McDonough crashing his sorrows and then knocked the net off, and then the puck goes in the net. But the puck was still uh, the, the the net was clearly off when before the puck went in. So I don't understand. I just don't understand that call. I thought when the net was off, that's the play's dead. I, I don't know the rule. I have to look that unless, up. But I want to see the video of it first. Unless you're Chicago, I guess. Because, but I still want to I see mean, the video of it. The only, the only thing is that it kind of hit McDonough's leg when he went crashing in. Um, but it, you can score on a net that's not on the moorings. If that's what you're asking. Well, I, I don't remember the exact rule, it. but you can. I don't know the exact rules, but you can. Well, there's your answer. Um, <clears throat> yes, it is. Something like if Nashville gets possession, they'll blow the whistle and put the net back in. Who? Who knocked it off? Well, the only thing is McDonough went crashing in to Saros, and then the net came off, but the puck was in the crease. So Nashville knocked the <laughs> net off, correct? Yeah, and Chicago there. scored on it. But the puck was on in the crease, and then it, it kind of looks like the puck hit McDonald's leg and went in, but the net was already off, and that was pretty much even when the net's touching the backboard <laughs> before the net even crossed the goal. Line. I don't think it's got to go in the net; it's got to cross the line where the net would be. Well, I don't remember the rule exactly, but I've seen it happen before. I wonder if they look it up, because there probably is a rule, like if Nashville knocks the net off. And I'm, I'm wondering if this has anything to do with that. Uh, actually, obviously it wasn't on purpose, though, because he no, was sliding, blocked it, blocked it. And that so doesn't like, matter. I mean, I could, understand, I could understand if the goalie or somebody intentionally knocks it off, yes, but this was... He was sliding to block a shot, and he slid into the goalie, and the net comes off, and the net hits the backboard, and the puck somehow went in. See, but listen to what we're saying. Nobody's saying he did it on purpose. He didn't pull a Lundquist. But I bet you Lundquist is the reason. Does he? i never seen him. He used to tip the net over. 
He did. He'd take his mask off. He'd flip the net. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. It's about the net. Oh, I never knew you did that. Oh, God, yeah. A couple of times. (coughs) They probably put a rule in place to where if you knock the net off and you don't gain possession of the puck, then you can score a goal. I don't know that for for sure, but we we got to check it out. Well, they gave the goal to Reichel, and they gave him an assist. Now, if it so wasn't scored, I ain't got an assist. No, well, I was trying to say you got the assist, but if it went out for Predator, they sh- what? They shouldn't even got give him an assist. I don't know, but anyway, you know. Wait, say that all again. I'm confused. Who scored the goal? They gave it to Lucas Reichel. Okay. And they gave an assist to Athanasiu. But okay. if, it, if it went off of a predator, I don't know why they would have gave him an assist. So Athanasiu probably passed it over to Reichel. Reichel took the shot and it bounced off the oh. predator. They're not going to give the predator no, a goal. Well, he, he shouldn't have been an assist. Why not? Because it went off of a predator. He hit Soros and landed in the Let me ask you this. his leg. This is how we get through. So if, let's say that there is, in beer league, you take a shot, I pass to you, you take the shot, it bounces off of a referee. Should I not get an assist? I don't, I, well, that's different because that's a referee. But why is it different? It's just if it was somebody, somebody who's not your player. So, okay. So, it, so does that mean you shouldn't get the goal? The last person who touches the puck gets the goal. So it should be the referee's goal. The referee's can't score goals. But, but what if they did? What if it went off the leg? Is it the referee's goal? <laughs> the team who scores the goal, the, whoever had possession last gets, gets the goal. And, and whoever passes it to him gets an assist, probably. Okay, so if it, if it goes by that, so let's say that... Well, so then, case, so that's you're how, not going to give the goal to the referee. Well, that's how players get 50 assists. That's right. How do you think Moritz Sider did it last year? You take a slap shot from the point. <coughs> I mean, look at, look at a lot of these guys. They get a lot of assists. <laughs> exactly, because they get a lot of assists. Oh, because they're passing, passing the puck to everything. Uh, no, you just shoot from the point, let it bounce off I everybody. Yeah, shoot from the point. I shoot from the point, it doesn't even make the blue line. I Wait, did. Hit, you know what? Going back to that, I actually had a pretty good shot from the face-off dot. That's like, I mean, what, like 10 feet away from the net? But it's like the farthest I've ever been. And I actually got it And I got it off the ice. The goalie actually had to make a move to save it. It was incredible. But going back to the Chicago game, um, you know, the press, they're just... They're, they're too fat. And they weren't getting shots on that. It was Johansson or... Anyway, you tried to behind the back grab pass thing and slide, and then it goes to a Chicago player, and I don't know what the heck he was thinking. I don't know, he just pass a puck or shoot it, not this behind the back zebra stuff, zebra stuff. Oh, they're just trying to be too fancy. And that was on the penalty kill, which, you know, the press, as bad as the press power play is, Paris Pelican is actually top one of the tops in the league. They're 11th in the league with 81%. And it's probably the only thing that's saving them. Um, 
but the prayer is powerful, and I'm just like watching them, and it's like, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> we didn't even know they had one. Yeah, but that, neither do they. <laughs> but, um, you know, Chicago's goalie throwing a stick, and maybe he just lost it. But anyway, you know, you know Chicago ended up with a 2 nothing lead, and then Yossi finally scores with, like, 20 or 23 seconds left to end the shutout bid, which, and they had a, a little a little bit of a hope to try to tie the game, but it wasn't going to happen. Saros is the second star again. Of course, he gave Stalak the first star in Nashville. Well, that's because, I mean, they had to. He played very well. They didn't um, have to. Chicago made him, or Chicago, Nashville made him look good. Basically, I know. But, you know, they Nashville should have at least had a point. You should have at least won to overtime, but agree. But the uh, as bad as I mean, and then when Winnipeg lost, they played Boston, so and they lost, so they could have picked up a point on that. But you know, they're still they're still at least you know there's still four points. So I mean, it could be worse. Winnipeg could have won. And, not that they're going to beat Boston. Who's, who's going to beat Boston? But um, Detroit. I was waiting for that. So the uh, so, but uh, so they could be six points behind them now. That they're still, they could have been two points. Honest question. And they could, they and they got one event coming up. So you know they're and that's you know they're so they're you know they're only four points behind a playoff spot. So they need to. Figure out a win, and I mean these rookies. It's just they're just they're too young. I kept watching this game, and like they just look young. So stop chasing the playoffs. It's, it's, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a good if if they keep this up. It's not going to be a good. Uh, who however long they keep this up for, because it's it's not going to turn out to be good. See the the problem that I have is, is that there are so many different ways to look at so many different things. So you can say, like, yeah, you know what? Stop chasing the playoffs. You're going to get bounced first round. Then you're going to have people saying, well, you can't win the Stanley Cup if you don't make the playoffs. But Nashville's just, they're not there. They just sold the house. They're in a rebuild. Or I'm sorry, a reset. A reset. reset. Whatever you want to call it. You can call it the man on the moon. I don't give a crap what you call it. It's, it's, you're in a rebuild. You're trying to find the guys you're going to build around. You're getting draft picks to find those guys. You're in a rebuild. You're going to go through some pretty crappy years. Like next year, I bet you, I, I would, I would be willing to say that you're not going to make the playoffs next year. You're not going to be a team to make the playoffs because you're going to be young. <coughs> you're going to try to draft some guys. But it's going to be embarrassing. It, it is. I mean, look at look at Detroit. I mean, like I said, no offense, but Detroit dominated Nashville. But they're just young, they're inexperienced, and they can't score goals. I mean, it's going to take years to get that. And, I, and so far, I have no other choice but to allow it because I'm not in control of it. But it's going to be a few years, and I think Nashville's <laughs> going to go through the same kind of regression. You're going to go backwards, but to go forwards. Take two steps back to take five steps forward. But will you accept it? Well, I just want them to win. Well, I agree. I mean, I don't care how many years have you not been in the playoffs? 
I don't know. A lot. 12. See? That's what I mean. So, I mean, it's been 12 years for Buffalo to <clears> get <throat> there. But, like I said, they're putting together a good team. They've got a good core of young players that now they can build around. Because now you've got guys like Tage Thompson, Tuck, Darlene. Like, these are guys that you build around. They've got a great foundation. Nashville doesn't have a great foundation. They've got Yossi and Forsberg, and one of them's injured, right? Is Forsberg still out? Yes. I don't know. He probably won't be back for the season then. I mean, Man, what a great $8 million paperweight that guy is. But you've got, you've got two guys. He's still leading the team in points, though. So. Yeah, well, sure. Or, but, I mean, well, you've got goals. Actually, he calls. What I'm leading, trying to say is uh, like, actually Duchesne just tied him. So when you he's look tied at the, with Duchesne when 19. When you look at the rebuild. The reset that uh, Cross called oh, it. Jesus Christ. So, but when you look at the rebuild, though, when you look at a, a team like Buffalo, you, you <sighs> have a lot of names that you can throw out there that are going to be there for many years. You know, Yossi, I mean, how long is Yossi for? I mean, you've got Yossi. Duchesne and Forsberg. Forsberg injured. He, he's he's kind of out of the equation. He's on the I don't want to say older side, but he's he's getting there. Um, same with the OC. I mean, how old is Yossi? Thirty two. Thirty two. Right, thirty two. So I mean, you've got you've got old. You're building a foundation <clears throat> around old players. Who, when these young guys are going to be ready to compete in the NHL. Those guys are going to be long gone. They're going to be either in the organization or are just watching it on TV. But when you look at a team like Buffalo and what Detroit's trying to, trying to do, and I think Trotz is going to do this for you guys, but they've got a lot of young guys who are producing at a high level. I mean, how many how many points does Tage Thompson have right now? A lot. So it's, it's a lot. 70? Is he at 70 yet? Yeah, he's over 70, 80s, I think. So he's in his, he's got 80 points already. He's a young kid. Now, you've got a, a group of those guys in Buffalo. Now you build the core around, or you build the youth around that core. And that's what's going to take Buffalo to the next level. Detroit's not there yet. They don't have, they've got Larkin, who's kind of in that middle age, but, you know, Cider. They've got some guys, but they don't have that, like, youth. To, to build around. Nashville doesn't have anybody. Uh, well, Cross under, calls the, under the age of 28, who are the leaders on your team? <clears throat> who are guys you can say, yeah, they're going to be under the age of 28? There's probably not many right now. So you got to just trust Trotz and let him keep doing what he's doing, pulling on the puppet strings and playing the signature pen for Poyle. But I think you guys are in a good spot. 87. That nucleus. It's 87, 87 points. points. That's incredible. Uh, and it's not uh, just him. Krebs, I mean, you guys got a lot of young guys that can produce. You'll get there. You guys are going to get there. And you guys are going to be scary for... I could see you guys being like the next Pittsburgh Penguins. Compete for a couple years. Win for a couple years. Compete for a few more years. And then do it all over again. But uh, you know, Preds he he said they're in a reset, and then he said he's evaluating 
uh, his or not emailing, he's stacking assets. Who is whatever trots. He said oh, they're wait, in a thought, reset. Wait, wait, wait. He said they're in a reset and they're stacking assets. So, so he's doing this. How doing? is he doing that when it's not June first? Uh, you said that. He said, but he said that's what they're going. To do. They already doing that. I mean, Dan, you got you got to see this. You got to see this. Trots is pulling the strings here. He can't officially well, put his name on anything, so there's not going to be any. A text guy I was his. talking. A guy I was talking to. He's actually a Sabres fan. Oh, he plays hockey. No, he doesn't drive a Zamboni. <laughs> plays hockey. He's a Sabres fan. He says. Oh, he can't. He, that sounds like it'd be tampering. Let me, assist, let me ask this question. Why is it tampering? Because all Nashville would have to do is say, hey, we're going to hire Gary Trotz. Hold on. Hold on. Listen to me. Because all they would have to do... Hold, hold on. All they would have to do to get around this whole tampering crap is just say, hey, we're going to hire Barry Trotz to a one-year contract to be on a special counsel to David Poyle, or he's going to be the assistant GM, or they can put a title to him right now, you know, director of operation, whatever you want to call him, the, the ice scraper. They can put a title to him to where he can pull the strings and not get as much heat. But why hire him? Why put him under contract if you don't have to? Let him pull the strings and just, just grab Poyle's arm and have – him sign all the documents. Well, the trades have already went through when they've already been, you know, he's Poyle was already the GM, so he well, can't let me say ask you. it was Trotz that made the decisions. How long have you been a Predators fan? Since 98. So you've been a Predators fan for almost 20 years, 30 years. That's when so, I came in the league. 25. Right. So 25th you, year is, actually, I think next year. So you've been in the league for almost three decades. And how many times in your fanship, let's see how good of a fan you are, have you seen Poyle do what he's doing right now? As far as at the trade deadline or? Yeah, when you sell never, the house. Well, he's never even hardly made any trades at the deadline. Maybe a couple of like, players that aren't like, Nothing like maybe not even gonna make the team or okay. like a draft pick, but no major trades. Okay. <laughs> so he's never, so he's never done that in his life ever as a GM. So now yeah, let's fast forward to twenty. Let's maybe he did that. Or was he uh, Washington? I don't care about Washington. Well, he I might have done that. Nashville. I don't know. So you've got a guy that has never pulled the trigger and made any big tr Now, if you look at the successful GMs in the league, they've got the house. Because typically... I don't know about that. Well, you got to think. Typically, a new GM will come in when it's time to out with the old. You're, you're not winning me a cup. You're not proving any progress. It's time to replace you, like they're doing with Poyle. Except they're doing Poyle with dignity because he's been their only GM. So instead of just kicking him to the curb, they're going to let him retire and Trotz take over. So getting back to what you said, Trotz has, or Poyle has never done this before. 
and all of a sudden it's announced, hey, Barry Trotz is going to be the successor to David Poyle, and all of a sudden, Poyle just gets the bright idea, randomly, on his own, without any help from anybody, to sell the house and get assets. You think Poyle really single-handedly said, I'm going to sell the house and stack a bunch of draft picks for my successor to do better than me. He's retiring. He's retiring, and he he did hire tribes of coach, so the first coach, so yeah, but yeah, but he he didn't hire him as his successor. He's being run out by Barry Trotz. He's still going to be as a consultant somewhere in the building. Well, it depends on what he's consulting. I don't know what. If he's just a consultant, then they're going to bring him back wherever they might need him, which could be never. I can hire you as a consultant right now, and I just never pay you because I never use you. (coughs) I'm just saying. So with that being said, like, I mean, teams have to go through these rebuilds, resets, whatever you want to call them, and Trotz gets it. He gets it. I mean, look at Eisenman. He went into Tampa Bay. He gutted it down and built it back up. Now he's come into Detroit. He's gutted it down and he's building it back up. I don't know how because when he was he was with Washington and the Islanders and they weren't rebuilding when he was there. They were good. Gosh, when he coached Washington and then the Islanders. He's a coach. Weren't. He's not a he's not a GM. He's a coach. I know, but you said he get he gets it, but. Yeah, because he's selling the house. He sees a team. Yeah, but can't how? get out of the first because round. But when he caught, but when he was coaching Washington and the Islanders, they weren't in a rebuild when he was coaching them. So how was he gonna know? And he's never been a GM, so he's not an idiot. But how does he know what to do? Because you look at the league, you watch what other people are doing, you learn. I'm not a GM, but I wouldn't know what to do. You got to realize Barry Trotz has been, he's the third most winningest coach in NHL history. He knows about the game. Maybe you don't know about it. Statistics. Not in in Nashville. Maybe it was other teams. I don't care where. Nashville got rid of him. He's the third winningest coach in NHL history. Didn't he win a cup or two? He did. In Washington. I think it's it's Quinville and I think it's uh, Scotty Bowman. And then it's Barry Trotz. So a th- he's a third winning as coach in the NHL. And Nashville kicked him aside. Everyone's kicked him aside. But you got to realize he's been on winning teams. He knows the culture. He knows the players. He knows what's needed to win. He's, he's been there. So, I mean, as a winner, you, you can sit here and say, well, he, he's never been in a rebuild, so how would he know? Okay, well, he's been a Stanley Cup winner. He's won the Cup. So... Let him do it. But the, the problem that you, you, you have is, hey, you personally don't want to let Poyle go. No, I, no I, I'm glad to see him go. You are now. Last year. But. And he hired Hines, which I never showed in the first place, which, which then brings me to another point. Um, I, I haven't heard, I haven't seen this anywhere. Um, other than, you know, when Trash says, you know, a few weeks ago that he was going to evaluate 
and just and you know the rest of the end of the season as far as Hyde's future. But I'm thinking that you know being you know Predators are only four points out of a playoff spot. So I'm thinking that if the Predators make the playoffs, I think he's going to keep Hines. But if the Predators miss the playoffs, I think he's going to let him go. Go to here first, that, folks. That, that is my my thing, my opinion. I don't know if that's what did you say, Brian. We heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm I'm thinking he's gone either way. He he might get the one year. I would like to see him go regardless, but see, it's hard to say because I mean, I guess it. Well, they're not even if they make the playoffs, they're probably not expected to go past the first round. Probably not going to win a game. No, nobody expects that. Nobody has ever expected. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if that's what if that's what's going to happen, I don't know. See who they'd be lined up against: Vegas, uh, Dallas. Who was first in the wild? I want to be first in the Central, wouldn't it? Or is it first? I'm not sure how the playoff seedings work. So I want to go and uh, <clears throat> jump back to something we were talking about earlier. That goal. I just read the entire rule book. Rule 63.7, awarded goal. In the event, the goalpost is displayed either deliberately or accidentally by a defending player. Prior to the puck crossing the goal line between the normal position of the goalpost, the referee may award a goal. In order to award a goal in the situation, the goalpost must have been displaced by the actions of a defending player, which is what happened, according to you. The attacking player must have an intimate scoring opportunity prior to the goalpost being displayed, which, if the puck's going towards that, that's a goal scoring opportunity, and must be determined <clears throat> that the puck would have entered the net between the normal position of the goalpost. So, like I was telling you. Donald's meant to save, but it got kicked in by... by uh, it doesn't matter how it goes in there. If the puck goes in the net... Yes. Rule 63.7. I think they need to clarify a little bit. But, I mean, before I move on, uh, let's just do uh, I don't really have much Predators news, but um, uh, they're, they're, they're going to unveil the Rene uh, statue on the 25th, uh, which is Saturday. It's going to be in the main, main plaza, but I don't know where it is unless they're going to bring it in because I. It'll probably be in like the hallway area uh, of the corridor. No, uh, I said it was going to be in the plaza, which is the outside, just outside of the arena. But the when I was there, I didn't see any signs of any statue. So I must be going to move it in. Uh, I would hope they'd move it in by now, but I don't know. That thing, it, it's, you know, being a statue, I wouldn't think it'd be too. Easy to move around. But anyway, uh, I guess that leads us to... I don't think we have a rant room this week. No, uh, not this week. Uh, I guess that leads us into the hideout. <clears throat> so, originally I was going to go on a little rant and say that the Sabres need to sign Devin Levi. But today the Sabres signed Devin Levi. <clears throat> His college season ended. Sad end for him last week, losing in the uh, playoffs there. 
Today he signed his three-year entry-level contract. Um, not sure what the plan is for him yet. Kevin Adams had a press conference. Um, my hope is he goes to Rochester and plays. Moving on. Buffalo is number three in the league right now with goals. No, before tonight. With goals scored. Edmonton's first, Boston's second, and Buffalo's third. But yet they're like 20, 20th in the league in the standings. And then they're seventh in the league with goals allowed before tonight's. It's probably... Higher than that now. Tonight's final score, which is a plus two goal differential. Like I said last week, this team needs to start playing defense. As it was shown tonight in the 5 2 loss to Philadelphia, they need to start playing some defense. I love all the goals. Yeah, I love all the goals for, but I hate the goals against. Tonight they allowed the one Philly player to uh, get a hat trick. That was fantastic. Which one? Whoever Dan was complaining about earlier. Um, we'll move on to the uh, Tuck versus Eichel watch. There's finally some uh, news. Things out Tuck is back. Thankfully. Hasn't really helped us that much, but currently Tuck's sitting at 30 goals, 34 assists, 64 points in 59 games. Krebs has 8 goals, 14 assists, 22 points in 59 games. Versus Eichel, who has 23 goals, 28 assists, 51 points, and 56 games. So both players have... Tuck has over a point a game. Eichel's not quite at a point a game. He's almost there, but not quite. So hopefully Tuck can keep up the uh, points percentage, points per game percentage. But that's all I have. Well, uh, speaking of entry-level contracts, uh, well... Ron might be happy, sort of, since he loves Shane Doan. Um, I that. Josh Doan signed at his ALC with the Coyotes. Uh, it looks like he'll be reporting to their AHL affiliate. Um, I don't remember where the heck that is. Tucson? Tucson. Uh, and if anyone doesn't know that, that's Shane cool. Doan's son, so. I think that's pretty cool that he drafted his own kid. I'm sure there's conflict of interest, and he kind of has to. They know it as GM? I thought he was a GM, but... Oh, I didn't... No, he works for them. I know you're always talking about how great... No, he's just in the office, right? Yeah, he's not the GM. Maybe he's a guy. I don't know. Yeah. I know you're always talking about... How Shane don't see the franchise, but actually, I think it was he Kuchuk. is the franchise. Well, I think it was Kachuk Ronick. I think it was Kachuk Ronick, but uh, yeah, that's well, not where they got their starts. Yeah, I guess not. They were yeah, imported. I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, from Winnipeg, but um, yeah, the uh, Jake was he was a draft pick. He's the chief yeah, hockey uh, development officer, Shane Donis. So basically kind of like a head scout then, sort of. Hey, we'll make up a title and give it to you. Basically. Uh, so that leads us into our Red Wing 16. Like, well, I can do the Super 16 because now that we're doing Red Wing 16, I think it's more relevant. I'm so my school for the next five minutes because you tried some out in there. Well, my, eh, they're not mine. So, um... You know, I kept Boston number one, but uh, I moved Vegas to number two. Uh, last week, I had them at uh, five. Um, they, they had a pretty good week, and 
three this looks strong uh so that moved it down that moved down so three and then i think i moved uh put the rangers at four this week um they're just too strong um carolina um i put them at fifth I think they're on their way down just because they just they don't. I didn't really watch much of their games, but they lost. I don't know. And I believe they lost to Tampa Bay the other night. Um, uh, New Jersey, I uh, got them at six, and I only got them once this time. I didn't, I don't, I didn't put them twice like last week. Uh, Minnesota, seven. Uh, Tampa Bay, eight. I think I moved them up uh, a notch. I think I made them at nine. Last week, uh, Colorado, I got them moving. Uh, actually, I had them switched. I got them a nine from eight. Though they just have Colorado and Tampa switch, but they're so close they could probably be. Depending on what this next week goes, they might be switching again. I don't know. Uh, Toronto, I got them in the top ten and number ten. And then the Kings, uh, I got them at number eleven. Out from 13 on my list. Uh, Edmonton, I got them at 12. I had them moving up. Um, Florida, I got them in this week. I had them, as I'm out of mention last week. Uh, I got them moving to 13. Islanders at 14. And Vancouver, I'm not sure why I even bother. Why would I put Vancouver 15th? I don't think I put... I think that was supposed to be somebody else. That's definitely not, I don't know why I put it. No, that's not Vancouver. I don't know why I put Vancouver 15 because they're like dead last. Washington? I don't remember who. I don't. But in any case, I had uh, Seattle at 16. And then I, I don't Why would I put Montreal's at honorable mention? Because they're not even in the. They're like. They're, 28th. Maybe an honorable mention for the number one lottery pick and also Washington. Now that was my uh, my pregnant 16. Might be pretty quick. Boston, I'm keeping it at number one. I mean, I don't know how you go against Boston. Carolina, they're still playing hot. Uh, New Jersey, um, Vegas. And then we go to Toronto. Uh, Kings, Tampa Bay, New York, Rangers. Um, Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, I like Edmonton, Seattle, Colorado, uh, Winnipeg, or Islanders. Uh, I think they're coming along, and Pittsburgh to round out my 16. I've got Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, Vegas, normal top five. I got the Rangers. L.A. Kings, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Colorado. They've they're on a little uh, win streak right now, four games in a row. Then Dallas, Seattle, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, and then rounding out 16 is the Islanders. And uh, before we move some other NHL news, uh, really quick, who's going to take the cup this year? If you had a guess right now, who would win? Who who do you have taking the Stanley Cup? I want to say Boston, but the President's Trophy jinx, so I'm going to have to say Vegas. Or you Dallas. know Vegas? I, I think I'm going to go with the Devils. I like it. I like how they're playing. I like it. They're, kind of quiet, they're quietly 
rising up in, I shouldn't say quiet. I mean, people obviously notice them, but Boston's the talk of the town. Carolina, they go up and down. They're mostly up. Uh, but I think New Jersey's kind of find their their path here right now. Well, New Jersey, they're on a one step. Uh, OT, one, because they must have lost overtime. Uh, Carolina's streak is they lost one. So, but Colorado, you know, they, they're on a four-game winning streak. Uh, so, they're they're pretty bad. But uh, just an update on the wild card, uh, the Western that- wild card. The Western Wilds, Carolina. Okay. And what about you, D-Law? I already said either Vegas or Dallas. I'm going to probably go with Vegas, so. Go in Vegas. Okay, um, just curious. But an update on the Western Conference wild card. Um, let's see, Winnipeg still in the second spot. Seattle's got the number one spot. Uh, Seattle with 83 points, Winnipeg with 79. Nashville is actually fourth now because uh, Calgary is uh, one point ahead with 76. So it's, it's kind of tightening all up. Um, but Nashville also played 66 in the other. Winnipeg and Calgary have played 69. So that's about the only good thing if they can get those, make those wins. Um, and then in the Eastern Covers wildcard, it Looks like it might be. Well, it, it does look like it's kind of tightening them up. Oh, let's see, Pittsburgh and the Islanders—they're uh, actually tied, seventy-eight. Um, Pittsburgh's got the number one, and Islanders number two. Then you got Florida right behind them with seventy-five. Washington with seventy-three. Buffalo with seventy-two, and then Ottawa with seventy. So they're kind of trailing away. So Ottawa will most like most likely uh, be out. Because now they're eight points behind the Islanders. Buffalo needs to win in a hurry. Uh, they're six points behind uh, Islanders. So, I mean, they still got, you know, obviously they've only played 68 games. Islanders played 70. So they got those two games there that they could make up some points there. Um, but uh, the GM, the you know, other NHL news that GMs had a, their, I guess it was, their annual meeting or whatever, I think it was in Florida, and they decided to have no major changes. They said they actually they said they there is no major changes needed in NHL. Um, I don't know what they were thinking of or what they were looking at. I must be pretty happy, but they discussed the delay game, which I guess it's pretty much no issues. I mean. It's, their thought. Mm-hmm. Um, although there could, I don't know if you want to sell the game on that, uh, you know, introduce the replays into that. Um, sometimes, I, mean, I guess it's pretty big. Uh, another thing they discussed was fights after clean hits. Now, see, I don't like that. I don't like the fights after the no, clean no. hits. There's no reason yeah. for it. It was a nice clean hit, and then they dropped the gloves. I, there are, there's a big hit. I mean, must be, it's like maybe they just try to change them, try to change, change them. I don't because I know, I know, no, you I don't think that. You, you, you know, you get somebody throwing a good clean hit, and you know, there's a momentum. So maybe their team's like, well, we need to cancel that out with them, you know, and try to win a fight or something. I don't okay, know. what about the ones that happen when they're already winning and yeah. there's a big hit on one of their players? They've already got the momentum. What do they need more? I don't know. I just, 
just think it's but, wow. But I, think, I think it's stupid. Now, if somebody gets up with an elbow, then yeah, you go after him. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's or you start doing it kind of like the old fashioned way. You wait till they're out there again, you line up next to them, you say, We're going. You have no choice. You threw a high hit on my. You well, know, that, was the old, that was the old days, and the angel doesn't want that. But those aren't clean hits. I mean, the clean hits. Oh. Just play the oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't, yeah, that's right. Back in the day, they didn't they just let it go. And I'll say um, this. And, and I like how disciplined Detroit is. And I look at this, and a lot of people, and myself included, like, look at Heronic. Remember when Reeves blew up Heronic? Right? It's almost right at the blue line, right in the middle between the, the hash marks. Just Reeves blew him up. Not one Red Wing went over to defend him. And I was the first person to say, my God, why didn't anybody go over there? And it was deemed a clean hit. You got to keep the discipline. Why draw a penalty when you don't, when you're not going to, well, I mean, what are you gaining? Nothing. So, I mean, yeah, you got, it's, it's, it's a hard discipline to have. Because, like, if you got hit, like, let's say it's in beer league and you see me get run over. Well, there's no hitting in beer league. Well, if there is, I mean, if I get run over on a clean hit, are you going to come drop the gloves? You're going to keep playing and tell me to get up. Sorry, I'm not going to do that because if you fight, you get kicked out. So, hmm. so you're going to tell me to get up because <laughs> it was a clean hit. I mean, yeah. Well, we're going to puck. Let's get to that. Yeah, I just but getting back to it, clean hits. Just yeah. let, let the hit. I mean, hitting. Just let the hitting keep happening. And if they let it keep happening without the fights, then eventually you're going to start getting rivalries again. You're going to start getting the fights. You're going to, we're going to have old time hockey again if they would just police the fights after the big, the big well, hits. And I think then then this says in the next one that that they sticking lighters. You know that's I mean those that's what you know that's what they need to get rid of. The high sticks, that, you know, high, anything into the head, high sticks, head, you know, punches to the head, which uh, I can't remember. I don't think it, was, it wasn't a goal. I don't know. Um, another thing they talked about was kick pucks that result in the goals. So. Yeah. I know somebody everybody wants to talk about that one because it happened in Buffalo last, was it last week? No comment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, That's probably a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know why, you know, if, if, obviously nothing's wrong. I mean, it must be, it must be, it went great as far as all the teams are concerned. If they didn't make any changes to those, even though they seem like there's a lot of controversies throughout the season. But anyway, um, you know, another, another thing, um, the cap is possibly increasing another million dollars so i guess that might be good for teams like arizona that are it's great uh, for a team like detroit <laughs> if they need the cap room well no, um, if you think about it if the cap goes up some of these bigger players are going to want more money the cap's gone up i'm worth that little extra bit of money and we just signed our highest paid player to an eight-year deal so yeah, Nowadays, everybody gets signed for a freaking $8 million a year. Doesn't matter what. It's like the average value now is $8 million a year. It's like, you know, that's what Fabro's making? I don't 
No, I don't know, but I mean, just everybody, everybody that signed the contract in this last year has has been at least eight million AAV, um, if not more. Was well, more big stars, like big players. There we go. Um, okay. Household names. But oh yeah, or like the second or third lines. Tate Thompson. Third line, second line. Well, that was last year. He would. Um, but uh, uh, any rookie watches this week? Nope. Um. So that leads us into some fines and suspensions. Now I watched this. I don't know what the heck he was doing. He just he, Jordan Bennington is just like. He's probably why he's a goalie. He's just like nuts. He's nuts. He was suspended two games, which after watching the video, I think he got off. I think it should be at least three or four. And they gave him a roughing and unsportsmanlike conduct against Ryan Hartman, a former predator, um, after he scored a goal. Former flyer. Ryan Hartman. Wasn't he a flyer for a while? Oh, yeah, I wonder if he did. Guys, I think he did go after the Predators. I thought he went to Richmond. Anyway, um, he scored That's a goal. Good. So, yeah, sorry, he, he scored a goal, and then, you know, Bennington's like, or Bennington, ben, Bennington, not Bennington, Bennington, he was doing this slide oh, thing. He was doing this slide thing after, I don't know, he's like, in the he middle came of the, out of the crease. Kind of he same. slid out of the crease. Well, yeah, he slid, but after the goal and Hartman skating over at this is after the goal he skates over and because Bennington is sliding out of the crease it happens to fly right into the path of Hartman trips over him because he's trying to get to his teammates to celebrate and then Bennington jumps up and slams him a punch with his blocker let's, just talk, about, let's just talk about how stupid Bennington is really quick so after everything in, is done, he skates and he's doing this whole like pump up the crowd thing. Now let's think yeah, about this. Fight? He tried. He tried to fight. Oh. He tried to fight. Oh, it really? No, he tried to skate. Flower came down and dropped the gloves and took his helmet off. No. Oh. Yeah, they, they were gonna fight. I didn't see that part. But I just saw the oh, video yeah. where. He... Oh yes. Yeah. Flower <laughs> came down. He was ready to fight, and they stopped it. But let, let's just talk about this. So after the fight was stopped, or, or the potential fight was prevented, we'll say, Bennington is doing this pump-up-the-crowd thing. And it's like, wait a second. You just got scored on. You just took a penalty. You just got suspended. And you cost them the game. Oh, he didn't, he didn't get suspended until today. Well, I, I know that, but look at the whole scenario. The man lost in every single aspect of that event. I wonder if he got fined, too. And yet he's trying to pump the crowd up. It's like, dude, you're a loser. You lost every, like, like yeah, you were fired up. Uh, it doesn't even matter. I, I think Flower would have pounded him. I think Flower, I just think he's got that little, like, edge to him. It wouldn't be the first time he fought. I like that. I think you remember fighting before, but uh, another one. Uh, Suzuki was fined uh, twenty five hundred. I don't think 
I don't think that was a max. I think the max like five thousand or something like that, or something. Well, something and he got a, like and he got a game. Uh, like, what, he, what was the penalty? He, he was he cross checked. He got cross checking. Uh, uh, right. Did anybody see it? Panthers, and he was given a major anti-game set conduct for that. And I'm watching the video, and I'm like, okay, where is this cross check? The only thing I saw was a Florida Panther cross checking him in the back. Well, you know what it was? Here's my theory. Here's my theory on it. It was the refs finally saying, listen, we got to get control of this game, so we we have to do something. Because the game was getting a little chirpy. It was getting a little edgy. Oh, and I think they went to make – but, my God, to, to kick the man out, like – It was like two minutes left in the game, 251. I, I, don't, I don't care if there were eight seconds left. Well, there was nothing. They picked I the wrong guy. They picked the wrong guy, man. I mean, did so you guys I, see anything that indicated a suspension not on his part. or a, a not, game misconduct? Not on his part. That's what I mean. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Like, I didn't see anything that would result in a regular penalty. It just goes along with my theory that the NHL refs are garbage this year. I mean, they're we deteriorating talked, like crazy. They're they're garbage. We've talked about that more than once in this this season alone. Now that they're garbage last season. I don't know what's it, going on. And it's, you know, it's... it's, like, it's sort of like the AHR rest, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Batman. It's Batman's hockey. It, it just sucks. Batman's hockey is boring. It's not going to get the viewership. It sucks. Neither are we. Um, but, uh, so that leads us to some injuries. I don't think I have any... Tage, or uh, Alex Tuck returned, as I said earlier. Eric Comrie and Samuelson are out week to week. I'm not sure what their injuries are, but sounds long-term. Oh, God. Samuelson's the big one. I know it's kind of off-topic, but Owen Tippett scored his first angel hat trick. But let's let's, let's leave it at that. All the injuries, I guess. Um... I guess it's time for the HL updates. Uh, nothing. Uh, just the Admirals just had the one uh, last week. Um, they played at, at Milwaukee against Tucson. Uh, they won five to three. Um, so they had a. Uh, they just had a game on the St. Patrick's Day against Chicago. Um, not sure what the final was on that. Um, but that's. Uh, that's all the Admirals news I got for that. Want to do Amherst or? Sure. 2 nothing shutout on Wednesday. That was a home game. Shootout lost tonight. I believe it was shootout. Shootout overtime lost tonight. So I got. Yeah, the Griffins are on a two-game win streak. They uh, won in overtime uh, yesterday against the Monsters, and Sunday they beat the Wolves 3-1. to one. So they're in a little bit of a, you know, a positive Wolves. slide here. Wolves. Yep, and Nadelkovich gets the win in both of them. Um, yeah, it's just it's we just we just need people to keep scoring goals. We need to find that pure goal scorer, and I'm just not sure. Just don't know who well, it is. The wings had enough of them. Well, not yeah, recently. Well, yeah, well, what do you want? You want them more? You want them like every year? <laughs> well, yes. Mm-hmm. 
The Predators have never had a pure goal scorer. Unless they trade him for like two weeks. Ooh. Anyway, uh, so that leads us into the weekly pick section, I believe. That's the next thing. Um, let's see. So, uh, I didn't do too good on mine. Uh, let's see. The LA, I picked a loss. Actually, we all picked a loss. <clears throat> and we got that one wrong. Which I'm actually kind of glad I got it wrong. I mean, the prior win. And uh, I picked that one with a loss. Uh, so did Ron. And uh, we got that one wrong. But Brian picked a win. So, we got that one correct. And then Detroit, I picked a win. And Brian picked a win. And... Ron picked a loss. Oh, he got that one wrong. And then I thought they were, I thought they were gonna win in Chicago. So did Ron. And well, it could have went either way. And Brian picked a loss. He got that one correct. And let's see. So that means the Wings. Let's see where were they? They had Boston, Boston. So Boston. We all picked a loss against Boston. The first one. And they got that one right. Even though Detroit. Did they blow a lead in that one? I believe they blew a lead in that one. So they could have um, won that one. They they did. And then they almost did they almost blow a lead or did they come back in the second one? But we all picked a loss in that one as well and got that one wrong. They won that one, so they must have been Yeah, I don't know if they got blown. But anyway, uh, I picked a loss against Nashville even though I was gonna pick a win, but good thing I picked the game. <laughs> you wouldn't let me do a win for both of them. So it's probably a good thing I did pick a loss. I got that one right. And then uh, Ryan picked a win, got that one wrong, and Brian picked a loss, got that right. Technically, you could have if you wanted to. Well, yeah, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. And then, uh, let's see, for the Buffalo part of it, we had, we all picked a loss against Toronto. We got that one wrong. Go figure. Washington, we all we actually me and Brian picked a win and Brian picked a loss and showed us up on that one. Must be North Washington. And then we all picked a win against Philadelphia, which Philadelphia just that right there to do it to us. They must have been listening and got pissed off. So so that leads to the standings. I'm still dragging up the rear as usual. Nineteen correct, twenty-seven losses. I'm what if I'm going to get 30 losses before I get 20 wins? Anyone want to put a side bet on that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron's got 22 wins coming in second. Uh, 24 losses are incorrect. And Brian's leading with 27 correct and 19 incorrect. So I wonder if, if I'll get my 20th correct before he gets to the 20th incorrect. We'll probably. find out, won't we? Probably will. And then breaking it down further with the Predators, I'm 7-4. and four. Finally starting to do something. I'm still... Uh, Ron is 8-6. And, and Brian is 11-3. and three. Better picking the Predators than anyone else. Than any, uh, any other three teams. And he's better at picking the Wings, too. Uh... <laughs> Barely. Uh, the Wings, I'm 5 and 10, and so is Ron, and Brian is 7 and 8. So not, if not, he's not 500 on them yet. And then the Buffalo picks, uh, I'm 7 and 9 on those. Uh, I was at one time a 
think it was, yeah, one time I was one, I was like four and one, four and one one time. Uh, Brian was nine and seven, and Buff and Brian is eight and eight. We need to, I need to start listening to him more, I guess, or get some defensive help. <laughs> uh, so that leads us into some game previews. You know, I'll, I'll knock mine out quick here. Um, so Detroit's got Colorado at home this week, uh, tomorrow actually. Um, I want to call it a win. I just think Detroit's playing pretty good. Um, Colorado's you know, coming off that lost. Yeah, I know Detroit's coming off beating the best team in hockey, but I don't think Detroit's going to win, so I'm going with a loss. Um, then they're they're coming in on the 20th, and or Florida's coming in on the 20th. And I think they're going to lose that game as well. Um, I know Florida's not the team everybody thought they were, but neither is Detroit. Uh, then I think Detroit can beat St. Louis. Um, and they're, they got a back-to-back on the 21st and 23rd. Um, and I think both of those, I think Detroit can win both of those. You had a lot of back-to-backs this year. We had. So, um, sorry, before I move on to the other two, uh, so I, I'm going to pick a loss uh, to Colorado. They're 4-0, four, four and, oh, and, uh, and they got a four-game win, uh, four win streak, Colorado does. Uh, I'm going to say the Red, the Wings are going to beat Florida. Uh, that's a, that's in Detroit. And then I guess then then they get the home and home with St. Louis. They're gonna drop the first one to St. Louis, and then they're gonna come back and beat St. Louis at home. So a loss, win, loss, win. I'm saying a loss versus Colorado, and then a win, Florida, win St. Louis, and win St. Louis. I like your enthusiasm. Leads us into the Predators. They got a huge game coming up against Winnipeg. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I, the way they, I don't know. Just so, just the way they play Chicago. I mean, they, I don't know. They just didn't look. They just look too young. Winnipeg's right there. They, you know, they got some good players. They're kind of a more veteran team, as far as I know. Uh, so I get, I think they're, I think they're probably gonna drop that game. Then they go to New York. Call me crazy, but I think they're gonna win that game. They got a two-game win, a little two-game road trip coming up, and before they return home, and then after the Rangers, they're gonna play at Buffalo, which I will be at that game. Um, and I think they're gonna win that game. I just don't, I don't know how or why. I just had that feeling they're gonna find a way to win. I don't know why. Maybe they can, maybe they can exploit the, the Buffalo defense. That, Supposedly isn't all that great, but then again, they're a young team, so I'll probably be wrong in that one, but at least I'll be there. Oh, well. You have a chance and to tie run. <laughs> Maybe. And then uh, they return home to play. Well, they actually got back-to-back games against Seattle next week, but uh, before the next show, they only got the one. Um, and Seattle, just, uh, they're just too good. and They seem to have their number, the present numbers here, so I'm going to I'm going to call that one a loss. Well, I, I have a win, loss, loss, loss. Um, I think they can, they can, and I think they can beat Winnipeg. I think they'll find it, you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat. And then I think that the Rangers and Buffalo and Seattle are all going to 
they're all going to take those wins. And that's just because they're a young team. They're just they're inexperienced. They've got some really tough games coming down this this stretch here in in, in March. So it's just going to be a true test to their young guys. That's all. And as much as I want to see Forsberg come back, you know he's coming. He's got that head injury. I, well, I, I I assume it's a head injury. They're calling it upper body. Um, you think he's bad? I, you know the season regular old head is the season's almost gone. Um, I I I would like to see him just kind of like rest the rest of the year. You know they got some good young players. They're playing halfway decent. They got to figure out. They got those young players. Got to figure out how to win games, um, and they'll Great. probably lose. Probably lose getting for that, but and they need to do it. They need to learn how to play without stars like Forsberg. Because if you were, if you, if your star is in the lineup, and you're gonna just look to him to make all the plays. Kind of like in beer league, you pass it to the guy who skates up and down the rink. But um, and also, you know, it, it'll risk. It, you, you play them in pretty much in garbage time right now, the Predators, or pretty much amounts to. You're playing them garbage time and risk an injury that could ultimately ruin, you know, he could be out for the next season or, or maybe even the rest of his career. So, and if, if and then it also gives them that much more time to rest, and, you know, going into the off season and, you know, come back fresh next year and maybe light it up like this Thompson guy. But anyway, that's, that's, I didn't want to get off on a rant on that, but a rant, side note, but I just think that that's, they're probably their best interest to put them on the shelf for the rest of the year. Well, that leads us into the Buffalo re- uh, previews. Boston on the 19th. Called that a loss. Nashville, calling that a win. Devils, calling that a loss. Islanders, I called that a win. So I have Boston beating Buffalo as well. Um, you know, they haven't lost many games. They're just they're, they're a strong team. Um, I do have them beating Nashville. I do think that Buffalo can, you know, like I said, they've got that good nucleus of players. I do think that they'll beat Nashville. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that, Dan. I know you're going to be there. And I don't want to ruin your hopes. And then the Devils. I think they can pull one out. I saw what you say. I, I, I know that, but I'm thinking about it. I, I think that they can beat New Jersey. Every good team is due for a loss. You just don't want to uh, have a different score than uh, Dila because you know he's going to come back and catch you. Oh, I don't You're threatened him. He's good. You're going to catch up to him if you get all these right for uh, Preds. Ron's got three different answers in you, so you're going to be tied. I don't know what to do. I ain't going to call it a loss of Boston. I don't know. They did beat him about a month ago. Or actually, I won't do it like I did last week with the Detroit Nashville. I've got to switch my things around. So I'm going to keep it consistent with my predators. win for both. Maybe I should. I can get more. Get another yeah. point. Get a green. Like, I don't want to see more greens on my name in reds, but I'm going to call it a loss. And then uh, I'm going to say win against New Jersey. And that's that should do it for that. Yep. That wraps that up. 
I wish we had an automatic color so I don't have to keep changing these cracks. So as soon as we make it green, it changes. Uh... Let's get a shout out to the new followers. <clears throat> so we didn't get any tonight, but last week we had a couple. We had uh, Shaco Tacos, maybe. Thanks for the follow. Thank you for the follow. We got Ram Rick 35. Thank you for the follow. We got Clapper G. Thanks for the follow. Now, 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 listeners and viewers or anybody out there in this world, if you want to see D-Log do anything like snort hot sauce up his nose or something, you know, just put it in the comments, email us, let us know, because we'll do anything for viewership or Dan will. So he'll do he'll do like a, a, a red hot snooter or whatever the hell they're called. Red, red hot chili peppers up the nose. He'll do it right up the nostril, no. and we'll videotape it all here live on Twitch. What? what oh, uh, we can't do that. I was saying you could drink. Yeah, give me a old fashioned. I'll drink that. But oh, of course, I would do that too. No, I'll, the viewers are gonna I'll, get a kick out of it. I'll drink it like a shot. We gotta do two of them. <laughs> and I have to make them. Well, I don't know how you're gonna do that unless we record in the same room. But <laughs> oh my god, he would be puking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and then we'll, then we'll chase it. We'll chase it with a pink panty dropper. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know that was a real thing. I, I thought you were making that up. <laughs> I'm like, who the heck would drink it? I didn't drink a drink called that. Called what? But the pink panties. Like the pink panther. <laughs> he was. He, he didn't want to say the word panties. I just wanted to make him say it. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you know, follow us on Facebook, Discord, and Twitch if you're already following us. Obviously, you already know. Uh, Pride Wings Podcast. Uh... Twitter and YouTube, we're at Predwings Pod, and you can always email us, like Ron had mentioned. Uh, our email is PredwingsPodcast at gmail.com. And I think I got all the social media out of the way. Uh, that wraps up another episode of the Predwings Podcast. Episode 52 is in the book. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Bye bye, Buffalo. See ya, Smashville. Thank you.